This true first-person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, follow us on Facebook, or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now, from the April 27th show on the theme of senses, here is Beatrice. So, after, August, after surgery in August last year, when I finally became an attractive goddess after years of being an ugly man, I did the most sensible thing I could think of. I inserted myself in a prince charming fantasy. A French guy would hit on me, buy me champagne, and I would say, your place or my place? <laughs> and he would hug me from behind, and I would feel a big hot bump on my ass, and I would caress it. <sighs> Fuck. It's just too damn big for my fake vagina. And also, I'm only a beautiful goddess after filling my face with a bunch of chemicals. And what if I sweat too much? What if he wants some hot bathroom shower sex? And then I extracted myself from all these Prince Charming fantasies. After months of self-doubt in November, I met her at a friend's house party. She's Kimmy. She looked at me and her eyes lit up and drowned me with praises. And I responded, meh, it's just a makeup. And I shied away. And also because she's a university student, a decade plus three younger than me. One day, I was bored after work, so I went to join some friends for drinks. And when I go out after work, it means that I will be showing you the ugly side of me because I work in an IT department we're looking good is almost a sin, so why bother? <laughs> and at the bar, there she is again. Kimmy, her eyes all lit up. And I think, mm, I'm going to take this opportunity to knock some sense into her. So I dragged her to the brightest corner of the bar, and I talked in my most relaxed voice. Hey, what's up? This is the real me. Hey, by the way, do you know I'm a transgender? But she just was just very excited because we're actually chatting. And then I start to let my guard down. And she keeps on telling me that I'm the prettiest girl in the bar. And I started to like her. She's just so considerate, so brave, so direct. So simple. I mean, I could go on forever. And when I have to leave early, she gave me a big bear hug. And I just felt like a baby bear inside her arms. And at that moment, I realized Prince Charming isn't what I'm after. Mother bear is. <laughs> That's the sweetest Wednesday ever. Thursday, we went out to dinner. And I learned that she teaches music. Career? Tick. Friday, we went clubbing, and I learned that she knows Thai boxing. And she would muscle away all those drunks who want a piece of my fine ass. <laughs> Security? Tick. 
Saturday, I'm already in love, and we're kissing, holding hands, and tongue fucking, and it felt like a fairy tale. Sunday, I was expecting the best Sunday ever, and I got the news. She comes from a Christian family, and she has to go to church with her parents every Sunday. So each week, I was spent six wondrous days and ended on a very, very depressing note. And over the many lonely Sundays, I start to weigh the pros and cons of me dating Kimmy. Pro, she's full of love when she's dating. Con, her parents will be full of shit if they know we're dating. <laughs> Pro, she has good virtues, so she talks to her parents about everything. Con, she tells her parents she's dating Jason. What the F? And then we have to build a cover for Jason. Oh, what if her parents bump into us on the street? Okay, Jason has a cross-dressing problem. Problem solved. <laughs> hey, but why the fuck am I doing this? Haven't I wasted enough years already pretending to be a guy? And then I got more bad news. That Christmas and New Year's, her parents are taking her to Australia for 10 days. And it's an annual tradition. Okay, so we can still Skype every day, but only for five minutes when she's hiding in the toilet. And she keeps comforting me, telling me that it's only 10 days, like what the fuss. But it's not okay when it's those 10 days every year, okay? And even when she is in Hong Kong, when we're out together, we would spend our time looking over our shoulders, and she would be busy checking her phone for missed calls or messages from her parents. I don't know what crime I committed, but I only wanted to love someone, but I end up living like a fugitive. If only her parents can judge us like the law with blindfolds on, because I can still sound like a guy. But her parents would have no problem pushing her towards the edge because if she does jump off a building, it only provides their parents with one ironclad result. Religion, one. Homosexuality, new. And then I cannot see the pros anymore. All I can see is corn after corn after corn. And then after Boxing Day on a very blue Monday, I did it. I dumped Kimmy via a 2,000-word text message <laughs> because I don't have the balls to do it in person. She didn't reply. Just some blue ticks indicating she knew. And then I proceeded to wish her luck on the future relationships, and I told her to be very careful when you're hooking up with strangers, have safety precautions. <laughs> and as I keep typing these advices, I know... I still love her a lot. And just minutes after texting I dumping you, I texted her, I love you. Kim is very confused, and she started talking, <laughs> replying back. And I told her, it's just a mistake, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's the hormones I'm taking after the surgery. <laughs> but we decided we need a face-to-face -face once she landed in Hong Kong to settle things. January 2nd, we went out to dinner. I put on my sweetest smile, I held her hand as tight as I can, thinking that the message is history already. And then I looked at her. 
her blank face, her cold hands, and her arms just hanging there, lifeless. And I knew at that moment, for her, it's not just a text message. It's a scar. A scar that happened because I'm trapped with meaningless assumptions. And then she asked me, what are we now? Anything but girlfriends? There was silence. I have no answer. Dumping someone is not something you can undo. And I know at that moment that no literary genius can save me from that situation. So I threw a Hail Mary. I'm sorry. We are lovers now. We are girlfriends now. I love you and I want you. Will you forgive me? She replied with a death stare. And then she threw me a curveball. So if we're lovers, we we're girlfriends now, why aren't we kissing? Oh, that's simple. <laughs> and then she took out her phone and proceeded to furiously rebuke my 2,000 word text line by line. <laughs> oh my God, that's the sweetest embarrassing thing ever. And I knew at that moment, she is the one. Even though there will be many more lonely Sundays to come, even though her parents will be a threat, but I don't care. I'm in love. And love is just a bunch of sensations. And sensations never make sense. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more, visit us on hongkongstories.com. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>